Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back in to another edition of Cardinals Corner. An unfortunately special edition of Cardinals Corner. Joining me as always, he's Mr. Boots on the ground, but today he came in person in studio after a home game. That's Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter, and I am Eric Ruby. Uh, Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, Uh, We had like a little conversation beforehand. I don't really know how to do this. Um, (laughs) We mentioned last week that we had an announcement, a special announcement. I... So, this will be my last show. Uh, I have found a new opportunity that I'm extremely excited about. It was a really, really hard decision, uh, especially when it came to this show, because Tyler and I started this show uh, a year and a half ago, and it was something that we both took a lot of pride in, and we've both put a lot into this, and have had an extremely good time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh and it kind of sucks. It, this is this is my last edition of Cardinals Corner. Uh, this will not be the last edition of Cardinals Corner. Tyler is going to hold it down for you going forward. Cannot he get rid of me. Can't get rid of Tyler. I've, we've tried. We've tried, <laughs> but we can't get rid of Tyler. Um, so there will be a, a new edition of Cardinals Corner. Uh, Tyler and uh, somebody else to be named later will be taking over this show, giving you the absolute great Cardinals coverage that they do. Tyler will continue to be an absolute rock star. But it is just time. Uh, something came up. I had to make a hard decision. I made it. And it's uh, no hard feelings, no burn bridges, nope. but it's just uh, it's time to do something a little bit different. Yep. And so uh, that's, that's Band-Aid ripped off, Tyler. Yep, yep. Well, from me, man, I appreciate everything. I know this was kind of a, on a whim to start this whole podcast it was an idea that i had and you fell right in and you killed it man you've grown each and every week you killed it on your other the other parts of arizona sports broadcasting so i wish you all the best man you know you always know where my number's at and you know what i was supposed to bring you in something today and i forgot it at my house oh really a fresh bag of paris johnson's jerky oh man okay so I'll have maybe, to give I, it to maybe you. i've got to stay maybe i've got to nope, stay now nope. maybe the paris johnson jerky because i, I t- we, you know, the thing, the thing about Tyler that people don't understand is that this is one of the smartest dudes that I've ever come across and the types of things that we've thought about doing and stuff that we would have in the works for this season, we were very excited about. I was very excited about, uh, there's just something, you know, yep. sometimes life and opportunity knocks at a door and you got to think about it, but sometimes you got to walk through that door. Yep, and uh, I appreciate you because uh, it's not just been a working relationship. Like you're For my sure, boy. Man. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's been something that's developed over the last couple of years. And I mean, look, man, this I wasn't even supposed to be. I wasn't even supposed to be on this podcast when no. it started, man. I uh, so I got hired about two years ago, actually, almost to this day. It was about a week ago uh, to this day that I got hired officially here. Mm-hmm. And I was an on-call board op for KTAR, and then some stuff moved around on Arizona Sports, and I was able to kind of find a little niche in there and uh that was around the time that you know you were talking about starting this podcast yeah, yeah. and uh they they decided to take a shot on me I'm not known very new to everything uh very young and they said you know what let's let's see see what happens and I I don't think I could be more proud about 
what yeah, we did for sure especially juggling the schedules that we both did and, <laughs> and you know the late nights yeah. and and whatnot and i mean again this this guy right here the one thing i'll take away from all of this is i i don't know if i've met somebody who works harder <laughs> and somebody who who all not right, only all right, who, all right, no all no right. no shut up tyler shut up tyler i look i always i've i've, I've always given you your flowers on this show you but have this, and so this is my last chance to do that i'll do it in <laughs> real life but it's my last chance to do it like on the podcast all right and uh i just i i have so much respect for this guy right here and so much of how hard he works and how much he does is something that if you're listening to this podcast or you're reading what he what he writes or you're seeing his tweets at t drake for sports shameless plug (laughs) y'all don't understand just the amount of work that goes into it and to do it at the level that he does it for you guys Yes, it's a job, you know, but it's it's also very selfless the amount of himself that he pours into this to give the absolute best for you guys. And I hope that if you hear him speak or you see any of his work, that that crosses your mind that I don't know if I've met somebody that cares more, that has gone through more, that has put more out there and has put himself out there when it wasn't easy than this dude right here. So, well, I appreciate you, buddy. Mad respect to this guy. I'm not the story, though. We're not the story. No. We're Cardinals Corner because of the Cardinals. And yes, we have put off talking about the game long enough. And it's probably a good idea that <laughs> we did. Joe Burrow got right, baby. We're going to have a little fun. Maybe more fun than the Cardinals did today. 34-20. to They Woof. lose to the Bengals. A get-right game. It was a must-win game. It was, as Joe Burrow said. And the Joe Burrow that got paid this offseason and the Jamar Chase that was always open, according mm-hmm. to him. Bleeping open. Well, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that showed itself. Thirty-four to twenty. Joe Burrow went off. Jamar Chase almost broke two hundo on fifteen receptions. Tyler, you were there. Now you're here. Yep. Your takeaways from the game now that the dust has settled. Well, let's start with how I entered State Farm Stadium because in my eyes there was two ways this was going, and we both talked about this entering the podcast too. One way was Joe Burrow and his calf were going to wake up and do what we've seen Joe Burrow do this past couple years, or the Cardinals were going to go in there and just absolutely demolish him. And unfortunately for everybody wearing Cardinals jerseys today, it was the former. Yeah. And that was bad. I mean, a little bit. you could tell. It just seemed like it was a different start to the game for the Bengals. He was he was hitting his it marks. It was instant. It was instant. You, you could t- tell like, he was moving a little right, bit better. Like right. that. It was instant where you're like, uh-oh, this is not the... This isn't the lucky isn't draw the, that they're right. getting. This isn't the Burrow that everybody was scratching their head about what happened to Joe Burrow. Why isn't Joe Burrow resting? That was something that I was thinking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, man, are, should they even play him this game? Mm-hmm. Or should they try to take this game off? But, I mean, with their record and their season they so far, to, yeah. I mean, he was not kidding. Joe Burrow was asked in his media availability earlier in the week, like, do you consider this a must win? Without a doubt, yes. And when you think about it from that perspective, and you think about when we talked about this season, right? When we were doing our predictions, and we were going week by week, by the time we got to week five against the Bengals, we said, man, it could be an upward slope on how good the teams are. Yeah. Last week was the 49ers. That was saying a lot about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They have expectations this season. Mm-hmm. Way different expectations than the Cardinals. Yeah. So the way that you felt when you walked into State Farm Stadium— I was kind of feeling similarly watching from not State Farm Stadium. Uh, I was just like, yeah, when this game starts, to me, the first three or four drives Mm -hmm. combined for either team, two each, whatever. That's going to make the game. That's going to tell a story. Yeah, because it did. did. 
If Joe, if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are operating in the way that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase did, you don't really stand a chance. But it wasn't just them that led to this loss. There was a lot of self-inflicted yeah. wounds. What's the biggest one that stands out to you? It's got to be turnovers. That was that the was tip, the the tipped one is rough. Yeah, rough. Yeah. I mean the turnovers. I think the pick six. The pick six for I mean man the Cardinals at that point. Had the defensive stop at the goal line, got the ball back, and then the, just went from momentum was bursting out the seams of State Farm Stadium to momentum has deflated out of State Farm Stadium for the Cardinals. Like that was that right there. Like there's other parts of the game where you can kind of, yep, that might dictate what happens, but that one right there, that was the biggest, yep, this game is not just going to come back for the moment. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Credit to them, they were still able to fight. I mean, the game started off. And you 10-0 kind of, right away. Right. You kind of thought to yourself, Two, okay. three and outs for the Cardinals. I mean, it just looked like, right. okay, this is the team that we all expected to see coming out of the offseason. A little regression, right? Because yep. you had the first three weeks, and they were so solid, obviously capped by the crescendo that was the Dallas Cowboys victory. Yep. Then you take on the 49ers. Moral victories galore. But here's yeah. the thing about moral victories. They is don't they're count. not real victories. Yep. And then you say, okay, this is a team. Hey, we, we do this every week on Burns and Gambo. And it's who wins and by how much every football Friday and a little or a lot for each team. A lot is 14 yeah. plus points. Yeah, yeah. This was the first week. I heard all it. season. I heard it. The Cardinals were the leading vote. Getter. Like 47 percent. Yeah, it was. It was honestly rather significant. Yeah. And the way we talked about it on air, the way that me and you were just talking about it off. It's like, yeah, you know, like this Bengals team has been trapped. The fact that I could walk into the stadium and hear fans talking about how they think they had a legit shot at beating the Bengals, a Super Bowl contender heading into the season, that says a, that right there, like we just said, moral victories don't show up in the win-loss column. But at the same time, having your fan base go from this team might not win a game to right. they might beat the Bengals with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's unpack it just a little bit, right? Because... It just it helps paint this really clear picture that has been building over yeah, weeks. Because this is a reality check. This is their reality check of the season so far. Yeah, I guess because the Bengals were bad before. I'd say the 49ers is the real first week where everybody was like, ooh. Okay, but even that, okay. I think you could take multiple positives, you could take multiple positives out of that to kind yeah. of go forward. This one, you've really got to dig, dig deep yeah. to get over this adversity going into the next week. Because it's not even just the fact that you lose. It's not even just the fact that you have turnovers, self-inflicted wounds, and that when you let one person run all over you like that, I mean, Jonathan Gannon was so mad post-game. He blamed I, himself. I felt like he was going to drop an F-bomb, to be yeah, honest. He, he was close. I think he, he saved himself a little bit. But, I mean, that's the thing, and he's and he's exactly right. We talked to him this past week about how he has to – somebody asked him about – How'd you feel about giving Christian McCaffrey four touchdowns, like allowing four touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey? Would you rather that be split among multiple people, or would you rather have one guy do it? He goes, "I'd rather have nobody do it." But (laughs) that, but tonight, but tonight, you could tell that he he was not happy with the fact that one person again was the basically the catalyst for this whole team. And obviously, Joe Burrow went off, but Jamar Chase, like Christian McCaffrey did last week, really just. There's no answer for him. I mean, that's going to be for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here to talk about it with you, but that is something to yeah. watch for where there's always going to be one guy, right? Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals can scheme it up really well. In fact, you've even seen a lot of people, whether it's nationally or locally, talk about how good some of these schemes are for Arizona. At the end of the day, 
with the talent level that's on this roster and the expectations coming into this season, you go up against a top 5%er at any position, you don't have the guys to shut that down. Yep. And especially when you lose somebody like a Jalen Thompson. And, and you, don't have Buda Baker. And you don't have Buda Baker already. And you've got injuries in the secondary. Exactly. <laughs> you, you kind of have to find new ways to shut down these star players. But yep. the problem with star players, especially angry ones that are out to prove themselves. They're stars for a reason. They see blood. Oh, you're going to get attacked. And I feel like some teams are starting to see blood blood with the yeah Cardinals. yeah because that beginning of the season kind of flare a little throwing people off oh man they're feisty i mean that's still gonna be there they still fought in this game it yeah. was a 14 point loss but it wasn't a blowout the entire no. game no. and again like couple things go differently obviously it's i mean it's if, self-inflicted. if they could win this they could dobbs, still win this game if dobbs connects with hollywood on that i think the second drive wide open down the side yep. that's that's a that's a turning point where maybe this game doesn't turn out the way it did if they I actually mean, used michael wilson <laughs> right? Isn't that frustrating? Everybody's like, yes, he's arrived. He's arrived. Man. They know how to use him after last week and now one catch, 18 yards. And then Ertz has one catch for a touchdown. That's it. Yeah. He's been, his it's involvement. Been a weird, it's been a weird year for him. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. His involvement has. It's good to see them finally connect because they've missed on a touchdown, I think, every game this week. Well, you're taking year. away the quantity and you're making it more quality because at the beginning of the season, it felt like Josh Dobbs he's, was finding him at yeah, least once he's every 10 set of targets downs. a game. Yeah. But yeah, it's it just it's feels very weird right now with the Zach Ertz situation. I don't know. It's yeah, he scored a touchdown. Good for him. Awesome. But like it just seems week to week, I don't really know what to expect from it. No, I. He used to be Mister Consistent, yeah. right? And is that an is that a product of him? I think recovering it's game from injury? plan too. Is it is it Dobbs? I mean, <sighs> you see that? I don't know if you saw. You were there, so there's this graphic they popped up on TV. And it just compared Josh Dobbs' stats to start the season. And, oh, what other quarterbacks have, have done this so far? It's like Patrick Mahomes. I think it was like Justin Herbert. And then Justin Fields. So you can say what you want about Justin Fields. But it was a rushing graphic? No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that was the NFL's passing touchdown leader. At least tied I know, I with know, Kirk I Cousins, okay? <laughs> um, I'm just standing. I... I, I when I when we predicted the season, I I said I thought the Bears were going to be better than uh, oh we both did thought. I did too yeah, man. I thought I thought Fields was going to take a step and you know I guess they still they still could but uh yeah, they could step right into that Caleb Williams that? sweepstakes because oh, uh, <laughs> the Panthers stepped right out of it I think they have I think the Bears they, have they do that's what I'm saying yeah. the Panthers are own five yeah which is they're going to have nuts. the first two picks right. we all thought Cardinals gonna were going to do it well, no right and, and you know like that helps paint the picture of this entire season the fact that you're going into the Week Five against the Bengals the Bengals again. AFC Championship contender Bengals. Expectations Bengals, right? No T. Higgins, but still the Bengals. Kwame Lassiter the second got some. That was cool. That was cool. That was really yeah, cool. That was cool. Uh, so if people don't know about that, uh, Kwame Lassiter Jr., surprise, surprise, the is, or the second, is the, uh, the son of uh, Kwame Lassiter. You know, you know, Cardinals great. Cardinals great. So it, it was, it was cool yeah, to so see was him cool. have I was, a moment I was at actually, State Farm Stadium. Yeah, I was actually uh, in the stands. I saw... Actually, a couple of people that I know f- just from golf, and uh, just a couple of friends, and and went over there, and uh, yeah, I, I was like, "Whoa, this is Lasseter." Oh yeah, I, like almost had to like pop back in my brain. I took a picture; it was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so that that was a cool moment for them. Uh, but I mean, it was still the Jamar Chase show. <laughs> it was the Jamar yes. Chase show, show through and through. But I mean, kind of back to this roundabout point about paying the picture in the season, and the fact that Josh Dobbs was in the conversation with those guys. 
you have to understand if you're watching this as like a fan and you're kind of getting caught up in the hype a little bit. And even as like media and as journalists and whatever, like because the expectations were so low Mm -hmm. and because everybody was like, will they get one win this season? Which I mean, they only have one win so far. Or are they going to get the top pick in the draft, the top two picks in the draft? Because they're overperforming that and because guys like Josh Dobbs like are overperforming, it does not mean that they are on that level and will be consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at a guy like Zach Ertz, his role and even a lot of his receptions, if Kyler's throwing that ball or heck, just an average NFL starting quarterback, which Josh Dobbs has been valiant, he wouldn't be starting on a lot of teams right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's starting for a reason mm-hmm. here because mm-hmm. there is no other choice. Mm-hmm. If somebody else is throwing that ball, Ertz might have a more consistent season, right? Hollywood Brown might have a more consistent season. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you do bring Kyler back this year, that is going to tell the whole story. Because even if he can't run, his pass and his touch is going to be different. And this offense is probably going to look different. We do have to talk, if we're going to talk about the (laughs) offense, it's James James Conner. We have to discuss James Conner. Obviously, exited the game with a knee injury. You spoke to Jonathan Gannon post-game updates? Uh, Yeah, so I I asked him, you know, what did he see on the injury and and how is he doing? And all Gannon told us was he was feeling okay and and he thinks that he got his foot stuck in the grass and and turned and kind of got turned his knee a little bit so they're looking at it they are hoping to know more tomorrow but yeah that's about the update i can give you right now uh it's just a neck he i was surprised he didn't say neck i was very surprised but i I mean here's the thing though it's like watching him he went directly after that huge run 35 yard run that was his last carry last play he went straight into the blue medical tent came straight out and he like sprinted into the locker room it wasn't like he he's probably more mad than anything hopefully yeah so i don't know if that was just and they didn't rule him out immediately no they didn't rule him out at all it was questionable yeah yeah it was questionable but he did like i mean he had a pep in his step going to the locker room so it's it'll be interesting to see i didn't see him come back on the sideline though so i don't know to the extent of like did they put a boot on it or something or i i don't know usually, i don't want to get too into if, that yeah, if you see a guy leaving with a boot some sometimes somebody's gonna say something right? yeah and, and so i but feel it was like, just interesting that he didn't come back out at all he, i mean connor's a guy that's gonna be there with his teammates so i'm just yeah. I, I don't know if maybe they're just doing more testing or what maybe so that'll be something mad. like maybe he's just mad yeah. teams losing i got injured yeah and that was one of the big questions coming in the season is can james connor stay healthy handle this workload that he's going yep. to get because he's he's looked great this season but what about the backup. So Keontae Ingram didn't play today. Yep, so next. backup running back was Amari Di Mercado. I How thought he did he great. In? I thought he filled in as best as he could given the situation. I think he had 57 scrimmage yards and a touchdown, a first career NFL touchdown. And, you know, he's been more of a, the passing, you know, running back. Joshua Dobbs even talked about it, how he had been utilized more in that, but he didn't even blink, came in and was able to handle some carries, and you saw the touchdown. So uh, we talked to him afterwards in the locker room, too, and he spoke about how it was cool to do it, but he said, you know, a loss is a loss, and we got to learn from it. So kind of the mentality you want, but uh, I thought it was cool to see him get in the end zone. He's been, I mean, he grinds, man. He just uh, he just needs more opportunities, and I think moving forward, I, I don't know. It, with Keontae Ingram, man, he just hasn't done enough to solidify himself as a number two back. They brought in Damian Williams, ended up not elevating him from the practice squad. I would say going into this next week, if Keontae still has any kind of lingering issues or whatever, it's going to be 
Amari and Damon Damian Williams backing up Connor if Connor if can Connor, play right. next week. I mean, I I don't think it's the most far fetched option that Amari Di Mercado might be your starter next week. And then Damian Williams backing him up, and he's got he's got a resume. Or, or honestly, your starting running back might be Rondell Moore. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that. It might be. I mean, he led the team in rushing, but it was basically all one because yard, of one, one right? play. So he had three <laughs> carries for fifty yards, but one of those was for forty one yards. Yeah, but he's he's breaking off one of those a game now. It feels like yeah, which. Again, Drew Petzing, shout exactly. out to his creativity. Tip your cap to Drew yep, Petzing. Yep. And again, that's something. Like, Drew Petzing these guys, is, is going to be gone soon. He's going right. to. People are. Because of what he. Look at what he's working with. Look what he's with. doing with Joshua Dobbs. Like you just said, the screen, the graphic. That's yeah. from game planning in, in Drew Petzing's mind. In addition to Dobbs doing what he needs to do. That is because Drew Petzing is giving him the blueprint to go do it. And it might not be every single time, but he is utilizing Rondale Moore in different ways than Rondale Moore was utilized Just last season. Just use him more beyond the line of scrimmage. I know. I don't know why we have to keep saying that. That first, I think like the first drive, he got one behind the line of scrimmage and just got destroyed by somebody. I forget who got who who dished who, who he was hit, like looking one like way that. and kept going this way and just got drilled. I don't know, but it's like guys, just get him past the little two yards up past the line. I of mean, scrimmage. so so pets like petting has been has been great so far this year. I think Nick Rallis has also been great, and I think yeah. then by association, Jonathan Gannon has been great because yeah. he also has his hand in all of those pots as well and he's stirring it around. So again, Kyler Murray comes back. Everything kind of falls into place a little bit more. Maybe you're not able to use Rondale more the way you want because Josh Dobbs touches not like that. And you look at a guy like Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. We talked about this beforehand. Maybe have a little bit of conversation about is he going to get extended by the Cardinals? I think he's playing at a perfectly middle level to where you could argue, let him go, keep him. And you, but you cannot pay him like a number one. No. No, you can't. I mean, he, Like you said, he is doing... He's doing enough to where I think an extension could be there, but again, they've got to come to the table and agree to a price, and I think Hollywood is going to be in the market of trying to get paid like a number one receiver, and hey, if you've got the ability and you think you could be that... If somebody's going to pay you that, then take it. Then do it. I mean, Christian Kirk, good example. I mean, got paid like a number one. I don't know if we can technically call him a number one. I mean, Jacksonville's got like a three-headed monster going on over there right now. It seems like it kind of goes week by week. Like week one, it was Calvin Ridley who was their number one. But And and we've seen, I mean, we saw with Hopkins. Do you want to put that much money into a position like that moving forward? Uh, But here's the thing. They didn't want to last season. Look, the way that things are looking now, if they end this season on a high note, if Kyler comes back and things kind of fall into place with the amount of cap space that they do have... They could make some moves and they can get some dangerous pieces. They just need he just needs to get the homie discount. He might. He might K1 get the homie go, discount. hey man, take two million less and they'll do it. I'll let you jump on my COD live stream. <laughs> but I'm saying like I, I think eight mil a year? Maybe around there. It's just it's funny because Hollywood's name has been included in some trade rumors. What, like a the whisper. The Packers and the Panthers. I didn't see the Packers one. I, the Packers one was like in the offseason. Oh, okay. Um, the but, Panthers one, I don't really so know a, about that one, man. You want to hear a little big brain like uh, trying to like put together a conspiracy theory type thing that I have working with it? I don't, I don't think it's the teams putting out there that they have interest in Hollywood Brown. I think it might be Hollywood, Hollywood Brown's, Brown's agent. agent. In a contract year, wanting to get him to a spot where maybe he can have somebody more consistently throwing him the ball, or having the Cardinals and Kyler Murray be like, wait, I don't want to lose him and get that conversation yeah. started yeah. now rather than wait for the end of the season. Yeah, and you got to think how much is Kyler involved in those talks too of 
when they you know he's going to have a say in what this offense is well, going to look like. I mean, maybe according to Dan Graziano, oh, maybe not. No. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it briefly because I, I here's there, the thing, man. Michael Wilson could easily be this team's number one wide receiver. I think he has shown enough that he could be the guy moving forward. So I don't think you should shell out that kind of money for somebody that might not be the number one wide receiver, even though that's what it says on the depth chart next season. Yeah, I, that's I, that's my complete honest take because Michael Wilson is doing enough, in my opinion, to be the guy. He's a contested catch full. I, I think. I think he's got the the makeup to do it. He just needs more targets, as we saw last week when he got more targets. Okay, I usually don't do this, but since it's my last show, I got to say, I freaking nailed that one, huh? You did. I freaking nailed that one, didn't you I? You did, you did. The moment he got drafted, I'm like, this kid's a freaking stud, man. You did. Yeah, so you I, did. Every, I mean, I'm mad that he's not getting involved more in the offense, but again, you've seen the traits, everybody's seen the traits, and the moment he started running routes in the offseason mm-hmm. <laughs> at mini camps, like, yeah. they were like, oh, oh man, this, this kid could play. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Kyler thing though. I, I want to say it's starting, not starting. It has been, and it is getting more annoying. The types of conversations that are happening around Kyler, because I think what people are realizing is that since the Cardinals are not garbage fire, trash, awful this year, that was a good four words, English sentence there. Yeah. Uh, but (laughs) They're looking for stories. They're looking for ways to get people to click on stories. And you know what doesn't get clicks on ESPN? Cardinals better than expected this year, but still lose. <laughs> right? Like that doesn't that doesn't move the needle. Like for, for oh, that's for, a good one. For fans and for people that care about the team, like that moves the needle. But when you're a national outlet yeah. and you're talking about the Cardinals and you think, okay, why well, you know You've got Joe fantasy. Burrow's injury, you've got yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking oh, I'm scratching my head. Okay, we can talk about Josh Dobbs in fantasy, we can talk about James Conner in fantasy, uh, we can talk about Jonathan Gannon being hated by the Eagles. Oh yeah. Uh, what else can we do? What else can we do? Oh, how about that Kyler guy? Oh, let me just, I don't know, ask people not involved in the situation and then put it out there as reporting like it's going to happen? Yeah. So if 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 you missed it, Dan Graziano, it, you, the thing is, like, I don't want to, like, put people on a stake for this, but I also think that it's just, it's not good journalism, and it's not good faith, it's not good practice. He was not very happy with Dov, because Dov took it the wrong way. Well, no, but here's the thing, it's like, at the, at the end of the day, like, I, I get that, and I still don't think that Dov Kleiman is a real is a real person. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I don't think that that is a human being named Dov Kleiman. It's probably some dude named Brad, and he's just Brad. sitting in his room, and he's quote tweeting his own tweets every single day. Okay. <laughs> but, at the same time, dude, you're going out there and you're saying, I'm hearing that people outside of the Cardinals organization expect them to move on. It's what do they know? This is a new regime. Who outside of the organization? What do they know? What what do they know that's going on? And why can you pass that off like you have some scoop? Mm-hmm. Especially when, look, if they end up moving on from him, they don't even play him or whatever. He plays well and they still end up moving on. It's like, OK, fine. But the whole way that this is all shaping up right now, they named him a team captain. They went to a statue unveiling it. If they do move on from him, then they still did it the right way. Yep. But that's not where the signs are pointing. And to pass it off like you have some scoop when you're not talking to anybody who can give you the scoop, that stuff makes me mad. It just... Yeah. It just... It's late. It's, to me, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. To me, it's I need to write a story about the Cardinals. Yep. And what's the low-hanging fruit? Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. It's always been great, Kyler Murray. Great search engine word keyword. No, I, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Right. And so that 
That's frustrating. Okay, we got that rant out of the way. Let's get another Isaiah Simmons rant out of the oh, way. Oh, yeah, you got to get one uh, more in. <laughs> yeah, how's he doing in New York? I think he had a touchdown-saving tackle. Oh, good for him. Good for him. Oh, the Texans, they lost today. That's okay, good. That's Barely, good. 21-19 to the Falcons. That's good. That was a weird game. I Just that, that matchup. I, I couldn't have told you who was going to win that game. So I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a tie. <laughs> I did this on, um, I did Arizona Sports Saturday with, with Mitch Feraldas. Uh, this weekend, and we looked at the Texans' schedule. Let me, let me read off their schedule to you, okay? So they had the Falcons today. That's a winnable game. Next week, it's the Saints. Then it's the Panthers. Then it's the Buccaneers. Oh. Then it's the Bengals. Those, that's their hardest two games. Then the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns. Wow. Then the Titans again, then the Colts. There's like two good teams in there Ooh. for the rest of the season. Ooh. And the way that D'Amico Ryans has Houston looking and the way that CJ yep. Shroud and Tank Dell have looked. Guys, it's Nico prob- Collins, man. Yeah, it's he probably gonna be flowers. Probably gonna be around the 10 pick. Yeah. If we're being real. I think so. But I also mentioned this on Saturday. I'm starting to not really care. No, I don't think because people I don't think I don't think Cardinals fans should put in a bunch of stock about the draft right now. They need to just ride this growth wave i mean obviously not this week but this is you gotta back this team now it's again i'm gonna go back to the lions you know comparison this is exactly the kind of turnaround i felt we we were seeing from the lions we everyone knew they weren't making the playoffs they whooped up was it the panthers today they whooped on somebody real but everybody knew they weren't making i don't think they're making the playoffs that first year under dan campbell but they showed the right growth to get everybody bought in to when they can finally start turning things around we're seeing it now yeah, and I also think, like, I agree with you, but to a certain extent, because I still believe a lot of people should have eyes on the next draft. The reason why I don't care about how many games the Texans win, or quite frankly, how many games the Cardinals win when it comes to draft position talk, it's Monty Austin for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's we're talking true. about Michael Wilson, like he's going to be a number one, like for sure. He's a third rounder. Paris Johnson Jr. has been a stud. Mm-hmm. B.J. Ojolari is getting more run. He still hasn't like made work his... in progress, pretty right? Much. But again, that's a second, you know, this is a second round pick. To me, I trust Monty Austin Fort with the tenth and the thirteenth pick just as much as I trust him with the one and the two. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Especially if they had, if he trades the well, ten and the thirteen. <laughs> well, right. And I also think, I also think that if he had one, I think one's getting traded. Yeah, I do too. Unless Kyler comes back and sucks. Mm-hmm. Even if honestly, even if he does, I. I just have a feeling that Monty's the type of guy that's like, just give me more shots. Yeah. Give me, instead of one, give me three and five. Yeah. Instead of one, because like, if the Bears don't get the one pick, and they have two and three, trade two and three for one. Move up to one. Trade two and other compensation for one. Somebody's going to want that pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be Monty Austin for it. But at the end of the day, if they pick 10th and they pick 13th in the NFL draft, I'm very confident that Monty Austinfort will hit at least one of those. Yes. End of the day, he's going to have two, most likely, top 15 picks. At worst, that's a great situation to be in. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's proven, even with his undrafted guys, with the people that he's bringing in Dante on the margins Stills of the roster. Dante Stills had like a sack and a half, I think, tonight. Keisha Clark is their starting corner. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get even more responsibility put on him if Jalen Thompson is is out for a, for the foreseeable future. And it future. sounds like Garrett Williams is going to come make an impact soon. He and he's the type of body and a type of oh, athlete yeah. that they need back. Somebody, it was funny on uh, his first day of practice. I posted a picture and someone goes, "Man, he looks like the old number twenty one." I'm like, Ooh. 
He kind of does. Body-wise, yeah. makeup, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, and I was talking to Keytrail in the locker room on Friday about just Garrett and how he's been doing, and Keytrail himself too, but uh, Garrett or Keytrail said that Garrett already made a pick. I think uh, bad. on Friday. Yeah, he ended ended practice with a pick. I mean, they could they could use that. They could oh, use the help big time. He I mean, the secondary really was already good, one of man. the weakest. Was already one of the weakest position rooms coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Then you lose Buddha. Now you might lose Jalen. I think he's back this next week. I think Garrett is back this week. Oh, they talking about Buddha? No, Buddha can't come he back. He did. He did tweet. He was on the sideline, I think, today. And he tweeted that it's not going to be too long. When is his pup? And come back next uh, after next IR game. Can come back after Rams. Yeah. Yeah, after next week because yeah, that he, happened after the first. He was inactive for week two and then put mm-hmm. on IR, IR in week three. Week three, yeah. And I mean, we're still waiting for uh, Dennis Daly got activated. He didn't get activated. He got designated to return. Designated to return, but he activated. Was, he could have got activated yesterday. He was questionable yeah. for the game, and they he they didn't put him out there. No. Uh, same thing for Garrett Williams. Josh Woods came back though. Finally, Josh Woods did come back. Uh, I just. I'm looking at this team. I don't think they're going to rush it with anything. We've both said it from the start. I mean, you talk about Kyler Murray. They're going to take their time with Kyler. I think with Garrett Williams, they have taken their time. I mean, he's been injured all He said his target date was July to to start doing football activity. So this is, he had no, from what it sounds like, he didn't have a setback, but it took they longer. They just took than their time. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, that's something that when you hear all the players talk about, oh, we believe in. We believe in this organization. We believe in this coaching staff and this regime, which, by the way, I would pay somebody money to to find the amount of times that was said last year. Part of the reason I think they're saying that is because you can feel that they actually care about the players. Mm-hmm. And that's not every head coach. That's not every team. I mean, JG goes up there and takes all the bullets. when Oh, all of them. I mean, he takes all the blame. I mean, today, when you talked about how upset he was about letting one person run all over them, score all over them, he put that solely on him. He took the blame. It's his fault. Like, he, there is, there is no more... We got to execute better. Yeah, you know we the the, this the, isn't, the this players in the position to to make the play, and we just didn't make the play because yeah. that's blaming that's blaming else. the players, and that's also. But you want to know why he blamed the players, Tyler? It's not because he's mean. It's not because he doesn't like the players. It's because he didn't understand. Cliff. Cliff. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't understand. understand what was going wrong. No, he was out of his league. And I think this is that's the biggest thing I think to take away from this right now is this regime is learning every week. The old regime under Cliff was. Let's just, stagnant. Let's throw that same thing out there and see if it sticks. We right, did it because, in 2021. Because we when you think again. it's the players, when you just think it's the players, then you're going to run the same thing. Be, okay. Oh, you need to execute better. Right. This now, week you'll why, do it. Why didn't they execute better? Well, did we put them in the best position to succeed? Are we doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, no matter what happens this season, and we've said it a million times, they're in a better spot. And yes, you lose 34 to 20 to the Bengals. Like that that sucks, right? You kind of getting your own way, some flashes of years past with just stepping on your own foot when you have a chance to come in and it's been a couple times this year you've done that as well, but look. I mean, it's better than what I what I think we both predicted predicted to be like a 40 to 5, <laughs> 40 to 6 beatdown entering the season. They haven't had a single game this season where you can look at and say, "Well, dang, they just didn't fight." Mhm. One mm-hmm. in four has never looked good, but no. it's never looked better than it has for this team, I think. Yes. You could be one in four, 
and feel a lot differently about a lot of different stuff. And and even the fact that Buda Baker's out there tweeting after the whole offseason he had, I'm going to come back, I miss this, these black uniforms are so sick, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the best players in the league. It's one of the worst teams in the league. And he's like, I can't wait to get back. Kyler's like, I can't wait to get back. Mm-hmm. That's that's culture. That's yep. what's what's shifted. Any other big takeaways from this game? I don't think so. I think that's about it for me. Antonio Hamilton just kept coming back after he got nicked up. I'll use a JG, but uh, yeah, that's that's about it, man. Well, that's it. Shoot, that's all she wrote. Oh, we can't uh, can't procrastinate a little bit. Maybe okay. You know what? Let's look ahead to next week, right? Let's let's get some <laughs> thoughts about next week. If you can't tell, this this is uh, this is kind of sucky for me. Um, <laughs> Cardinals next week. It's the Rams. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Ugh. Cooper Cup was back. Everybody today. was so worried about Puka losing a bunch of targets, and I think it was Tutu Atwell who lost those targets. Makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So the Rams, I believe they uh, they lost today. Yep, they yep. lost to the Eagles, Eagles. twenty three to fourteen. Barely. And Cooper's cups re- Cooper Cup's return. Hassan Reddick came up with a huge sack on fourth Ooh. down. Shout out Hassan Reddick. But uh, Cooper Cup eight receptions, one hundred and eighteen yards. Well, hey, I'll I'll say it just like. <laughs> Just like we're talking about now, it's going to come down to the secondary again. It's going to come down to where, how much growth can Marco Wilson have? How can he bounce back this week? Can Keytrail take a step? Like, can Garrett Williams get in the mix to give them another look? Like, it's going to come down to them stopping Puka and uh, Cup. Puka had seven for seventy-one. Cup had eight for one eighteen. Puka had the touchdown though. Uh, yeah, I believe Puka had the touchdown. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that's that's I mean, ugh. yeah, the that's a two-headed monster. Second, right and, there. and Stafford, I'm, he's he's, he's good Stafford. enough to find both of them. And yep. he, you know what? I will give him his credit. I thought he was going to fall off this year. I did. He too. hasn't. I, did I too. also, I don't think there's been a quarterback. I mean, except for maybe Joe Burrow today, a quarterback in the maybe the history of the NFL. Look at all of the number ones he's played with. Those guys put up incredible numbers. Calvin, Calvin, Cooper. <laughs> Puka when Puka was there. <laughs> Puka set a record for the no, first but, two so, games. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, okay, spread the ball out. That's a sign of an efficient offense. But the thing about Matt Stafford is he will find his guy and he will make it work. Yeah. That is a skill that will never go away and from him. And he's tough. He is tough. He Remember the couple of his games, the Lions games, where he'd get his shoulder and mm-hmm. oh, I mean, he, he and he'd come back and it. throw him. He Ugh. went through it with the Ugh. Lions. Rough. Yeah, I as much as I thought that they were going to kind of fall off, when you have somebody like Puka kind of come up and take the reins, and yeah. then Cooper comes back, and you still have incredible talent on the defense, and Aaron Donald, of course, leading mm-hmm. the way, they're fine. Yeah. They were a team that, you know, oh, maybe the number one pick. I probably, thought they might be worse than the Cardinals, but they I are so playing I thought really be, well. I think the word I used was stinky. Yeah. 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 I think it was stinky. They're surprising. They're surprisingly not stinky. Yes. They're not like, they don't smell good, but they smell neutral. Mildly rough. Yeah, you walk by and you just go, what's that? Oh, keep walking. You just keep walking. You know what? That's a fitting final thing uh, for me to say here on Cardinals Corner. Please, please, please continue to keep up with the show. Yeah. Lots of work has gone into this. We're going to keep it going. Especially, you know, for Tyler and, and the amount of time and energy and effort he puts into covering the Cardinals for you and giving you the best coverage. This is a big part of it. It's hard to no longer be a part of it. But, you know, I can leave saying, hey, we we did our absolute best. We put our absolute most that we could into this. We did it when it was hard. We did it when the days were long, when it was late at night, when it was preseason. Every single game we were here. Ooh, Offseason we were here. It, we were here. Yep. Right. And yep. Tyler's going to continue to be here. I you will can follow still be him here. at T Drake for sports. That's the number four 
on Twitter or X at T Drake for sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Get all the updates, new hosts, whatever it is, you're going to find it there at AZ Cards Corner. Yep. If you would like to follow along with me in this next exciting journey that I'm going to be doing, you can do it at Eric Ruby, E R I K R U B Y on X slash Twitter. This is my final week here. Last day is on Wednesday. New th- new opportunity starts later in the week. So we're getting right into it. However, that's going to wrap up, for me, the final edition of Cardinals Corner, but not the final edition of Cardinals <laughs> Corner. So if I have one parting message yep, let's for hear you. It. Let's hear it. Every single week, every single time you watch, whether it's a win or it's a loss. Or a tie. Or a tie. Ugh. Especially when Jamar Chase goes crazy. (laughs) Just try your best for me. For me. Just enjoy football. He'll talk to you guys next time.